Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Bucked Up Podcast. If you don't mind hitting the like and subscribe button, we have two new episodes coming out every week. Now let's get into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is this live? Like, No, 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 no. <laughs> this isn't live. Yeah, it scares me to do live shit. I'm like, I'm going to say something, and I'm going to get in trouble, and they're going to have that clip forever. <laughs> oh, perfect. I do look like I'm so much bigger than I feel like I am because I'm sitting on the chair that's high up. up to you. No, I'm fine. Yeah. You ever seen Elf? Yeah. And you know what? He's like big like, as fuck, yeah, yeah. like around his family. Part fucking three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna if the comedy and podcast doesn't work out, I'm a star in the remake of Elf. All right, let me know when you're good. All right, perfect. Welcome. Thank you for doing this. I'm happy we finally got this to happen. Hell yeah. Let's do this in Philly. Yup, yup. <laughs> you said you don't rep Philly. You rep. You're from Jersey. Um, I rep Philly too. That's my sports scenes. I have a big Philly connection. My grandmother is from Fishtown. My grandfather is from Kensington, and my dad is from Frankfurt. I'm at, my um my real last name is Harris, and um I'm the first. Me and my brother were the first Harrises ever from New Jersey. Now the New Jersey, the part of New Jersey I'm from, is the Philly part of New Jersey. It's right over the Delaware River, across from Philadelphia. It's called Burlington, New Jersey. It's considered the Philly metropolitan area. It's you know Philly radio, Philly sports, and so I rep Jersey because I'm from the Jersey side of Philadelphia. But it, I always had a strong Philly connection my entire life. But, you know what I mean? My whole DNA is from Philly. Yeah. So, yeah. That's and, like me. I'm not from Boston, but I, I'm like, yeah, I'm from Boston. You right. know what I mean? I lived outside right. of Boston like an hour drive. Yeah. I just I just say Jersey. Really, I could rep either one, but you, I just say Jersey. But it's getting more and more. Now that I live over in Philly, it's, it's becoming more and more Philly. But I'm really, I am both. But I just rep Jersey because that's where I went to high school and all. You know what I mean? How that's far? Where I grew up. How far is too far away to live from a city to rep it? Shh, man, to me, if you're not actually from that city, then don't rep it, or else I would be claiming Philly right now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. I grew yeah. up 20 minutes from Philly. But to me, you got to actually be where the fuck you're from. But nobody really does that, so I'd say and. 45 minutes to an hour 40 that's the cutoff yeah, yeah. 45 you can't minutes be three hour. hours away being like that's nah, my home nah. Nah. it's gotta be like you gotta be like happy enough to be like all right i'll drive there right now yeah if but it's like a burden to drive there you're some not cats from, are there. Are from places though if you don't drive six seven hours you don't get to another city or whatever you know what i mean bro if you like lived in the middle of bumfuck nowhere in like middle America, yeah. Oh, dude, I lose my mind, bro. I'm Jersey. I live where I'm from in Jersey. I'm an hour from Manhattan. I'm 20 minutes from Philadelphia. I'm an hour from Atlantic City. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got everything. So we're spoiled in Jersey. And all you all you can do is like wake up and like tend to cows and farm yeah. and shit. Like that's uh, all there is. You wouldn't even there, be able bro. to be a rapper. Um, no, you know I mean? no. <laughs> what the fuck you gonna rap about? Is yeah, there a hard yeah. farm rapper? I wonder if there's. Bro, it's got a, It's coming. You ever hear a Will survives? No. Nah. He's from Oregon, and he literally like lives in the woods. He built a cabin, log cabin in the woods, and raps out of it. 
Damn. No, I never heard of Crazy shit. Will survive. Damn. Yeah. But no, nah, there's no farm rappers that I know about. I just got put on. Simon Rex just put me on the BP Kosher. Oh, Jewish BLP rapper. Kosher. Yeah. yeah. Jewish mm-hmm. rapper that's blowing up right now. Yeah. Yeah, Simon Rex put me on to him. So BP Kosher, if you're listening, Simon Rex is a huge fan of you. He sends me all your videos. That's how, Do you know who Kosher Dills is? Yeah, I went it, on tour with him. Yeah, so I saw him like open up for Riff Raff in like 2015 yeah. or something. Yeah, he's a Jewish rapper. Uh, but they just were working together. Yeah, he was on. A, um, he's on uh, that sh- Wildin' Out show. He's on the show. Yeah, Wildin they Out used with to Nick Yeah, yeah, but I was on tour with him six years ago on Cool Keith tour. Oh, you he guys, was, you weren't was, even touring with Riff together. No, I met him from. Oh, he was an opener on Cool Keith Store. Oh, that's wild. Twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. Yeah, that's when I met him. You have had a lot of like. You said you took a five year break. Something like yeah, I didn't drop my last album. Twenty fifteen was Black Tanita, and then I didn't drop another album until twenty twenty Husky Marinara. That was like my get back. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you had like a bunch of different like eras in your. I've been music, a part of I a lot feel. of eras, man. I was around for like when French blew up and uh, I was there when Riff Raff blew up. I was there for like the Dirt Nasty shit. I was there right now. I'm here for the Griselda shit. Um, cool Keith. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've, I've been in a lot of zones. You know what I mean? Yeah. You were talking before you start. You said 2010 is when it all started. Yeah. It's when I started. That's when I dropped my first mixtape. I recorded it in Philly. It was hosted by Gilly the Kid. It's called That's Why They Don't Like Me. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, French Montana was on my first tape. Uh, Beanie Siegel was on it. Uh, Mad motherfucker. Uh, v Don produced like half the tape. This now is thir- I am thir- turning into 13 a, years ago. Yeah. Right? You know that's I mean? Now I'm turning into a real interviewer because I want to do No, like what? How did that start? That's crazy. Um, That's your first mixtape. That's fucking wild. Yeah, it started by me just saying, fuck it. I'm going to do this rap shit. Really? The nail in the coffin? Because I always thought maybe, all right, maybe I'll rap. Maybe I'll rap. All right, I ain't going to rap. I ain't going to rap. But the nail in the coffin, bro, I never told nobody this in the interview, but this is what really set it off for me. This is exclusive. Beanie Siegel dissed Jay-Z at one point. It, the song was called Average Cat. Now, that song was made for me i had two verses on that shit uh beans had the jay-z diss average cat now this song like took over hip-hop for like a month or two it was the biggest shit ever and uh that was you know supposed to be my first song i put prodigy from mob deep on the hook i ain't your average cat fuck rap i'm trying to make cream and that's that because i always said when i become a rapper that's gonna be my first joint. i'm gonna have prodigy on the hook saying that because i always like that line and then I did it. I had my my um, childhood friend SK make the beat. He made like my, my riff rap beat, Porsche Cayenne. He made a lot of my fire beats, but he made the beat. I rapped on it, and then he plays it for Beans. Plays the beat for Beans, which I'm, it's already done. I already recorded my shit. Yeah. Beans hears it, and then he does the Jay Z diss on my shit instead of the <laughs> shit he already had it on. Oh shit! And it was then, already another. Yeah, he already it was already recorded on a different beat. Then he heard my shit, 
and uh or well, i don't know if he heard it because of me but he just you know he just put it on my beat mm -hmm. so and i wanted my man my man didn't have beans on the record yet and i didn't even put nothing out yet so it meant more for beans to rap on my beat but you gotta understand i handcrafted this shit with when i sit with producers i make the shit with them like i pick all the sounds i pick the hooks and i put prodigy on the hook so it was like i was kind of mad because i wanted it to be my shit because you know i made it for me but uh it meant more for beans to to my boy to have Beans on a track at the time than me. So uh, Beans did the diss track on my first record, and that's when I was like, you know what? There's too many signs pointing that, that I got to be a rapper. And uh, I was just like, you're fucking I'm doing this shit. And, was, and, and then that song kind of blew or whatever, took over all the headlines of rap, was Beans dissing Jay on this just grimy-ass track. And nobody knew in the background it was all because of me. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? and you can't release your song after and that. And I can't release it, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> So, but that was the nail in the coffin where I was like, all right, dog, I, I got to do this shit. But what made you want to make that song in the first place if you weren't doing it before? That? Um, that was just like, I was just saying, fuck it. I'm going to rap now. I was like signs in the universe. You know what I mean? I was like living like a rapper, but wasn't a rapper. And I was like, I just got to do the rap now. I yeah. just wasn't satisfied with life. I wasn't getting my props, and this was one way for me to get my props. I had a lot of swagger jackets, a lot of cats copy off me around the way. So I was like, you can't copy off me if I document the shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You were, You told me you had 11 Rolexes. Yeah. I you just, were 11. <laughs> how many do you think you've had? I, did, I had 11 Rolexes up until a few weeks ago. I just sold them shits. How do you think, how many Rolexes have you had your whole life? In my life? life? Probably 30. Probably 30. I've been doing that. I'm 40. I've been doing that since I was 20. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. 20 years of collecting. and I, I sell jewelry, too. That's one of my side hustles is selling jewelry and watches. Like I just sold four pairs of fucking earrings this week. Like, big fucking five-carat Jones. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a diamond hustler. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I'll, get, I'll sell you a pair right now, dog. Damn. Like, like literally, like, right now. <laughs> Can you tell me? So, like... It might. I'm just weird as hell. I don't like like accessories. Like I can't wear watches and shit. So I never got the like. What about watches was so special? Can you tell me like why? It was watches? like the first trophy type shit. But I mean, in the, and it's kind of boring around the way. Like when you in play, society though, watches are like. like a all right, thing. for me, I wasn't rapping. I wasn't getting my shit off that way. So how I expressed myself was through my jewels. You know what I mean? I needed that rolly on at the bar or the dope-ass chain and shit. Once I became a rapper and I realized how much money I wasted on that shit and I needed to fund my career and fund traveling and beats and all that shit, I was like, damn, I fucked up. I should have been investing in, in Bars Murray instead of balling out at the bar and nightclubs on bottles. And You know, it was the 2000s. You know what I'm saying? That was the era. It was white gold with a lot of diamonds, popping bottles, driving foreigns. Like, everybody was fake rich then. You know what I mean? Everybody acting fake rich. Yeah. That was the, it was the BMF era type shit. You know what I mean? And But, yeah, I didn't get any satisfaction from it. It didn't make me happy. And then I finally pulled the trigger and just said, fuck it. I'm a, I know I'm an artist. I just got to do this shit. So it was just trophies, really. Trophies and buying that shit out of boredom. Out of boredom. Is it because it is just big and people see it and know what it is, like, when it is? Because, like, what? Like, Wes bought that watch for 800000 It turns to one point two the minute he buys it. Well, you got to know shit. which like, which John's to buy. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, that's what I mean. I don't understand watches like that. Yeah, that's you got to know. What you makes it's a It's just like sneakers. Like, you got to know what sneaker is going to be fire. And, and it's, you know, which one's going to double. It's just, that's that for me, that just comes from doing it for so long. 
being in the fashion and shit since the 90s and all that shit like I just have an eye for that shit. I just know what's what. You know what I mean? Why I lived, is a, I lived it? Yeah. Why is a watch better when you don't put diamonds on? Like I, this is what I mean. Like I just hear shit. Because a watch is actually like a tool. Like it's for something. Like if you have a Rolex Submatter, that's really that goes in the fucking ocean, like thirty thousand feet type shit. So if you drill diamonds into it. <laughs> You know, what I mean, you're, I don't you're think put, it survived. You're that putting Titanic holes, crack. right? You're put, you're drilling holes into a piece of art. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Just to put diamonds in it, but really, you're fucking the watch up. Unless you get factory diamonds, which is from the Rolex factory or the Audemars factory, where they put them in themselves and not some aftermarket guy drilling into your watch. You know what I mean? Like me, like this big 41 right here. This is factory, baby. When you see Bars Murray with that big 41, that's factory. You heard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What? Why are watches more expensive than chains? Is it because it's a tool? That's it. It it tells time. It takes a motherfucker a whole year to make a Rolex. It's fucking like handmade. It's fucking you know. It's just telling the day and time just off the flick of your wrist. There ain't no battery in this motherfucker. It's a piece of art. Horology is a is a deep ass art. You know what I'm saying? Wait, what's the horology? Horology. I've yeah. never heard that word yeah, before. Horology is the art life. of telling time. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's hard. So, I never heard So, of just it. like a painter with the dopest painting and shit, he's getting the most bread. The top horologist is getting the most for his watches. It's 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 based on how complicated you can make. How complicated it is for this watch to tell time? That's how dope you are. Like, oh, I'm gonna put this shit over here. Put this screw here. Da, da. And it's like they impress each other by how they just made that thing tell time. It's like a bong, you know, it's, like yeah, how it's, bongs it's called are like... complications. It, it's how complicated you can make it to tell time, and that's how you. It's like graffiti. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he fucking climbed that whole shit and did that, John, like that. Oh, that's great. It's difficulty. You know what I mean? It's, it's difficulty. I know I'm uncultured because I just compared it to bongs. That's the only. Well, like, no, nah, I mean, no, that's true though. Like, you know how the artist yeah, twist the, like, it up, yeah. twist and blow it all crazy and shit. Nah, you, you were actually right with that. Yeah. But the art now, it but makes, now you're dealing with gold and diamonds, and it's, you know it's high level shit. You're dealing with art and gold and, and money. Is there I mean, like a Drake of the watch world, like the best? Not that Drake's the best, but you know what I mean, like the, the celebrity art make. Uh, you would say Paddock, Paddock Philippe. Audemars, Rolex, Rolex the best because uh, keeping its value. You don't, you know, you're never going to take too big of a hit with a Rolex. But there's watches way doper, more money, and more complicated than a Rolex. Yeah, you know what I mean, like a Paddock. You know what I mean? Those, those are the the big boys, the Paddocks. What's the most expensive watch you've ever bought? Uh, I would say probably this joint right here on my wrist. I had a bust down AP back in 2007, 2008. I lost it in 2009. But, you uh, lost it? I lost it in South Beach, Miami. But uh, the most expensive joint that's is... The, it, yeah, that sucks. I'm yeah, sorry, man. It was, a, it was a stainless steel uh, Royal Oak Offshore, but it was fully bust down, the band, everything. But uh, I lost that joint. But this one right here on my wrist costs more than that. This is the 41 millimeter Prezi with the... The factory bezel. This is like sixty bands right here. Damn. So, can I ask how you lost it? Which the which one? The like one the at the one? beach. Nah, I ain't lose this shit. No, the one at the beach. Can oh, I yeah, ask I lost how you lost how? it? I got stolen from. I got fucking. I got drugged. Bitch, drug. Bitch, drugged me and stole that shit out the hotel room. That's wild. Word up. 
I got roofied once at a bar. That's what happened to me. Yeah, that <laughs> shit's you don't you don't know what's happening. I got roofied, bitch. Popped that shit right off my wrist. I took one sip of my drink, and I took a baby sip, and that was enough to knock me out. So luckily, I wasn't like chugging shit, or else yeah. enough to kill me. You know what I'm saying? That happened with me. Yeah, that I like. I went I up was on young and dumb. This is in '09. I was I was 26, turning 27. Some shit. I thought I was king of the world. I'm in Miami, palm trees. I think I'm untouchable and shit, man. You can get it anywhere. Got set up by a bit. I got set up by a bitch. That shit. And that, that shit's probably like traumatized. Like I remember afterwards, I was like, damn, I don't really want to like go out, leave my drink around and shit. The worst part is I took all my jewelry off and gave it to my homie in case the bitch did try some funny shit. He was like, give me the watch too. I was like, nah, I'll leave this on. Like I already just played her out. Making her look like she might rob me. She's already. She already was like trying to bounce. I was like, "Nah, we we out." And nah, the bitch ended up roofing me, dog, and got my AP. I was sick. Damn, I bro, was sick. That I, is. That was an L. That's an L. So yeah, now that I'm on the but road. You learn a lesson from that. Yeah, one. plus it got me ready for like I didn't know I'd be on the road as a rapper all these years. So it was like maybe no to like. Not trust, you know, just <laughs> some random bitch at hotels and shit like that. Yeah. Where if nothing ever happens to you, you can never go off of something like you. You just think it won't happen to you, but it can happen. That's with everything, though. Like if you like, if you you, if you don't learn from experience, you bro, don't think it can happen to you, bro. People are like sheltered as fuck with that shit. They don't think that like I. Th- this is a conspiracy I believe in. Is like there's so many documentaries and like why chicks love like murder shit is like that's weird to me. It's they're obsessed with it. I, I don't think like they like shit. they want that shit's demonic as fuck. Do Huge. you think they want to like learn everything about it so it doesn't happen to them, or do you think it like puts them away so it's like that's uh, something that, I think they're trying to learn that shit so they could do that shit to somebody or something. <laughs> I don't know because I think that shit's weird as fuck. All the murder shit is yeah, crazy. it's always the creepiest shit. Like oh, he captured his kids and stuck a fucking switchblade in their tit and twisted it type shit. I'm like bitch, why are you watching this and then sharing it on Facebook? Facebook and shit. Fuck out of here. This shit is that shit is demonic as fuck. Watch something positive, bitch. I feel like documentaries they they started to make the thing like real, but now it's just like another form of entertainment. Like you're not learning from it. Like yeah, it's bullshit. Some documentaries you are, but I'm talking about those like is this dude yeah murdered his whole family and fuck and now there's gonna be a six part documentary. Yeah, on it. that like, shit is played out. All they all you see now is jail shows and fucking murders, creepy ass murders. I'm like, come on, dog. You were talking about the show. whatever happened to the Wonder Years. Well, you were talking about the like show off years before, like how that was. I feel like that's kind of happening now. It's coming back. It's coming back of like people are hurt. But it was like the South doing the flat. You talking about when Castle's rocking jewels and all that shit? Yeah, yeah. It's coming back now, but it's like the fly grimy shit, like Griselda West. You know what I mean? Husky Marinara. I've been rocking jewels since since I could afford them. Do you uh, do you have any like a big purchases that you regret like looking back? Oh my god, like- so many. 90% of them as far as jewels, 90% of them shits was a L. Yeah, it's always a L. Like this shit I got on right here will never be a L. This is a um this is an actual gold coin, 24 karat pure gold coin that I just had a, a frame put around it. You Damn. Know what I mean? So it's always going to be worth whatever the gold's worth. Yeah. And yeah. Same as this. this is an actual gold bar. You know what I mean? It's 
it's got a dog on the front because they they do them for the years that whatever your Chinese astrology sign is. Like I'm eighty two is my year that mm-hmm. I was born, so that's year of the dog. So they made a you know whatever your year is, they make it for the animal what that you are. So my name is Bars, and I'm a dog because I'm eighty two. And so I got, so that's what this joint means. But this I is pure I think gold. It, this will never you know I mean it's pure gold. It's wild it's how it's a like, real investment. Yeah. yeah, they talk about how gold always will go up because that's what the that's what it was based on the gold standard. But I feel like we went so far the other way. That's why it crashed. Was that whole like NFT, the fucking cryptocurrency shit? Yeah. Like that's the legit opposite of what gold is. Like yeah. it's like nothing. It's like yeah, and, and during that era in the two thousands, that flashy era, that was mostly South Cats, little little bit of New York. Like Fifty was like fabulous. But you saw mostly like Jeezy and BMF. They had the most ice during that time. But I'm talking about how now, like, you see people with like hella expensive clothes on, and then mm-hmm. they like are living in their car. Our but they're like living in their car. You know oh, what I real? mean? Like, yeah, I, people see, I, are like, I can't relate to that. Pe- no, but I'm saying people are like, that's coming back. I feel like yeah. it's like it is. Yeah, cat stunting, cat stunting for no reason. Yeah. But you see a lot of cats doing it because you see underground cats on tour now, like Griselda and Benny and Wes. You know what I mean? They're getting they're getting big boy money, so yeah, you're seeing it come back now. You know what I'm saying? How did you get linked up with Buffalo for the first time? Like, um, met fucking Tony De Niro walking down the street in Miami. Dog, shout out Tony. Yeah, he just had a Buffalo Bills hat on. I was like, yeah, Yo, you from Buffalo? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's what's up. I'm like, y'all doing your thing right now with the music. He's like, yeah, what you do? I'm like, I do, I'm a fucking rapper. He's like, what's your IG? So he, I, I, I was I was drunk leaving the fucking nightclub and shit, and uh, I went on my IG the next day to follow him back, and, and I looked at his shit, and I seen, like, you know, he's like, you know, runs with BSF and, you know, in the loop. So I, I DM'd him my video with Cool G Rap, humming a humming a, and then he started throwing me plays and shit, and I just... First, I went on tour with Conway, and then I became friends with, like, the BSF dudes, like, right after that. Like, really, like, during that, and then I went on tour with them. And then we just started dropping tracks together, and now we're, we're finishing up this album and shit. Hosted by Toadie, right? Uh, yeah, well, he says he is. He said, yeah, I mean, it was his idea, so, yeah, I think yeah. he's going to do a few skits on there. Uh, it's going to be called Jewelry Store Shootouts. I got the whole BSF on there. Um... Man, shit. I got a... Uh, so you were just drunk walking down the street. an exclusive. I got Armani Caesar on there. Nobody knows that. Sheesh, that's going to be yeah, crazy. Yeah, I got Armani on there. That's done. So, yeah, man. We're just... Really, I'm just got to do the back cover because where Tone's going to put his skits, I just have to list the tracks in order. So if there's going to be a couple interludes, I just have to put that. That way I don't have to keep having the artist re- keep redoing it. Yeah. But that's it. It's, it's in the final stages now. It's a banger. That's I can't wait to hear that. But you met him. You that all came from you just being drunk in Miami. Yeah, just walking down the street in Miami, bro. Spending time. Remember, I, I took a break from rap. I was hiding out in Miami, just mm-hmm. living the life. I was like, "Fuck it, if I ain't going popping this shit, I ain't going to just let the rap game play me. I'm gonna play the rap game." You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why you catch me in L.A., Miami, doing big boy shit. But I'm like, cause I ain't gonna let this, I ain't gonna let this shit just drag me around, have me all fucked up out here. So I make big boy plays. So. I just randomly be in Miami bumping in the motherfuckers. I just have randomly bumped into them, bro. And it was weird because I met him like right on the same 
corner and street, like last time I ever saw my father who passed away and shit. So I'm thinking like, I'm like, maybe this is all meant to be. Maybe, really? Yeah. So that's, that's what made me like crazy. double down on it and go so hard with, it. I'm like, is it? Cause I believe in like faith and all that shit. Mm-hmm. I know there's been a calling on my life just from what I've been through and seen. So I'm like, all right, there's obviously something going on. So I'm like, I got to roll with this just yeah. in case it's real. You know what I'm saying? It's a bigger yeah. risk not taking this fucking with them and, you know, going on the road and risking it all right now. I had to sell my house, everything. You know what I mean? So I'm risking it all right now, but I'm back in the loop. I'm back waving. Everything is Gucci. You know what I mean? The jewels yeah. is up. The cars is up. The shows is booked. You know what I mean? The albums is dropping. So shout out to everybody in Buffalo fucking with me right now. Shout out to Jersey, shout out to Philly, shout out to NYC. It's on, baby. What is your relationship with spirituality? Um, I don't really, I'm baptized Lutheran. I went to a Catholic high school. I went to public school, but I went to a Catholic school for high school because I stayed back in my local public school. And I was really embarrassed about staying back and failing. And be, I was like the oldest kid in my grade, so now I was going to be the double oldest kid. I'm going to end up having to be, I used to get in a lot of fights. I was like, this is going to make my fights triple, because now I'm going to be the dumb kid. But you'll be twice as big, so you'll be fucking yeah, those kids. Yeah, up. but I was already. You'll be, you can fight four at a time. Dog, when you I was would. a young bull, no cap, I was a tough-ass young bull. So that would have put me like, I would have had to have been beaten up. And the, the kids the year after me had a little slick mouth, so I'm like, I would have, they would have got beat up quadruple. So that, it would have just been bad. So my mom finessed it for me to go to the local Catholic school and bump me up on my right grade. I mean, so that was the move that I had to make that move. So like, but I was never really went to church growing up or anything. My parents didn't make me go to church. I'm Lutheran, but I went to a Catholic high school, but I'm not really either because I don't practice anything. I've never really been to, I never woke up on Sunday and said, oh, we're going to church. Like never. Only if I'm like dating a chick and she's in the church, you'll catch me at church. Even then, I didn't grow up in church type shit. I don't know nothing about nothing. Like I don't know who Moses is or none of these motherfuckers. All these names, Joseph. I don't know who nobody is, bro. If your bitch knows who Moses is, if Moses is, she got trash pussy. I don't know. Some shit happened in Bethlehem in Jerusalem and like dog I don't know nothing that happened I just know that I believe in whoever God is I believe in him I believe in my God and what's going on in my life I I, I pray every minute dog I'm always talking and looking for signs and yeah my life was ill so I believe I believe in that shit um a lot. I believe. I believe in God. I just don't believe in like religions and mm-hmm. all that shit. Because I don't know enough about it anyway. Because I, I can't speak intelligently on it. Because I don't know shit about religions. All you need is your God, and that's it. Yeah. To me, you know what I mean. And keep it. I just try to be a good and be a good person. You know what I mean. Try to be helpful. Don't be a dick. Somebody's fucking trying to come in traffic. Tap your brake and let them let them come in, motherfucker. Be helpful. Be courteous. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just be courteous, dog. Bro, I, one day I had a bitch driving down Route 130 in Jersey. Had her dog jump out of a motherfucker of her car. Up the highway on a red light. I got out. I went and got her dog for it, dog. This shit took me like two hours. I went and got the retrieve this lady's dog. Had never met her in my life. Never seen her. She came back. Finally, like, found her. I'm just sitting on this dog. The dog was crazy, too. I'm standing on the dog's leash because I ain't touching this motherfucker. I'm like, this lady's got to pull up eventually to find this dog. She finally just pulled up and found me. She had no idea where she was. She was babysitting the dog for, like, a shelter. So if she would have lost it, she was cooked. So I, like, basically saved this bitch's life. But So... 
I always do shit like that just to help my karma out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just think, you know, you're supposed to be like that. You're supposed to be a good person. You know what I mean? How'd you find the dog? I don't, I was just drove over. I just like followed it with my car and it was like running through like a shopping center and then another shopping center and shit. And I'm just like trying to stay on it. You know what I mean? And I finally stayed on. I finally like stopped and was like licking some pole all stupid and shit like <laughs> this dog was retarded too, by the way. It was like a, it was like an ex. Yeah, it jumped out the window. Yeah, it was like an ex fucking lost dog and shit. This motherfucker was dumb as hell. So that's why I didn't trust it neither. Like this retarded motherfucker's gonna bite me. Yeah. So I just I got close to it where I could just step on its leash. Yeah, I mean it was so dumb it didn't even know I was standing on its fucking leash, but it's all wild, like mangy and shit. So yeah, I just stood on that motherfucker until that lady showed up. That was my good deed for that day. Damn. <laughs> people don't realize you do just gotta be a good like if you're feeling shitty it really is about the choices you're making and if you're a shitty person it doesn't matter how successful or what you have if you're shitty you're fucking poor yeah poor is a mentality rich is a mentality like i'm far from rich but i'm, I'm kind of live like i'm rich because of my mentality you know what i'm saying yeah it's like whatever like i'll just be like i deal with like on the road and shit, I want to be healthy, but I'm not. Like, I'm eating Whoa, fast hard, food. I'm gaining bro. weight. It's so shitty. Hard. And someone, someone, a fit friend of mine who, like, works out all the time is like, bro, you just have to realize you really don't want to be fit. Like, if you really cared, like, if you really wanted to do it, it's you It's really could. hard, bro. It's really hard. I've done it, it is, before. I was 4% body fat at one point. That shit was hard damn, as fuck. Yeah. Damn. But I even mean just, like, healthy enough to not be, like feeling sluggish you know because i've been in that place it's all diet dog but it's like happiness is that same way like if you really want something you'll get it you know like if you really want to be healthy you'll be healthy if you really want to be happy like you'll yeah and i know there's people with depression i'm not like yeah you know what i mean i'm not trying to like talk down on people on medication it is you gotta really really want it you have to have a reason usually it's a chick involved Usually you got a, a, a crush on a chick that's bad as fuck. Mm. He's like, maybe if I lose 30 pounds and I got a six pack, and I see her down the shore this summer. She sees me with a couple of abs. I got a better shot. I'm going <laughs> to say this, though. You should want a fuck. A, you should want a chick that's bad and wants you even if you're 30 pounds heavier. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the that's you don't want some chick that if you lose 30 pounds, that's the only reason she's going to fuck you. True. Like that's a, that's some dumbass shit. She should want to fuck me because I got a thirty pound dick. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if you had a thirty pound dick, you'd have a horrible life. <laughs> that would be a that would be a horrible. You got a thirty pound dick, and my life's great. It's like nah. It's like I should like twenty seven. I should like twenty seven point three. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think I got a pound. Mm. I don't even think I got a pound of my dick. You got a, you got a min pin. <laughs> hey, excuse me. <laughs> I'm a big dog. He's a min pin. If you got, if you have over a pound of dick, your life's a little difficult. Put that. I think. I think. I think it, it work, said man. that in the Bible. Make it work. <laughs> you don't know the Bible, but I know one passage. It says if you got more pound of dick than a pound of dick, you're in trouble. Yeah, going to hell. Also, <laughs> don't be weighing your dick. That's a that's a, that's another problem. Weigh my dick on the digi. 
<laughs> Wait, but that's a that's a bar right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bar right there. Well, I'm she kidding. made me put my dick on the digi first. <laughs> <laughs> now I got resin all over. Fucking, <laughs> you ever get fucking coke in your dick hole? <laughs> never. I've never done coke. I don't even like how coffee makes me feel. It's gross. Yeah, coffee fucking. Coffee gives me anxiety. That's just going to give me a heart attack, dude. I didn't grow up drinking coffee. I just drink it now, but I'm like, man, this is why I never drank this shit. This shit yeah, it gives you anxiety. Crazy Who, anxiety. Would you rather be sleepy and calm or like a kind of alert and anxious as fuck? Like, really, you guys, only Americans drink these big ass cups of coffee. That's why our hearts are all fucked up. Really, dog? You take a double shot of espresso, you're Gucci. Gucci for the day. Yeah, one or two shots of espresso. You don't got to drink that big-ass cup of coffee, and then you're good. Yeah. But people like it because it probably tastes good. They get hella milk and uh, sugar. Yeah, they're and addicted. They're, like, they're addicted. It's their thing. It's like their, their treat. Yeah. I need my coffee first. <laughs> I'm in the land of Dunkin' Donuts. I've been fucking dunking up. I, I've been cheating on Starbucks with Dunkin' Donuts well, for a minute Starbucks now. is hella expensive. Dunkin' got fire right now. They're, uh, what do I get? Dunkin's like a cheap whore. Mm-hmm. And Starbucks is like a high-class escort. Mm-hmm. They're still fucking you either Starbucks way. Starbucks <laughs> is like a rich chick with a smelly pussy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where Dunkin' Donuts is like the poorer chick, but she got that snapper. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is she, exactly. She got that wet, she got that wet snapper. <laughs> The Starbucks is like the rich girl fucking with the stinky pussies. Like in my town, we also have Dippin' Donuts. Never heard of it. No, think it Dunkin' Donuts, Dippin' Donuts. Like they stole. Like that's the worst. Like they stole that shit so bad. I gotta lay off the donuts, bro. I'm fat as fuck right now. Cool. I, I'm two hundred right now. I'm two seventy. Jesus. Hey, that's the that's the motivation I yeah, need. Be a fucking wrestler, dude. <laughs> yeah, I could. I'm six four two seven. Better join NXT, bro. My pants size is a forty six. Jesus, I can't get cool shit. Like when West released those purple jeans, yeah, I was like, you're fucked. I was like, you, your biggest size is a forty, and that's for the fat guys. Like I'm fucking, Lose weight, I'm a Subway six inch sandwich on the side of that. You know Jesus. what I mean? You were just saying how it's so hard to lose weight, and now you're fat shaming me. Yeah, I'm fat right now, too. I should be like 170. I'm fucking 200. I can't fit in none of my shit, neither. That's the worst is when you That's can't fit in your XL. shit. These are like 36 fucking shorts of XLT, and I'm booming out this shit. You know what I mean? You would ever, could you be a wrestler? Would you ever? hundred uh, percent. My mom actually thought I was going to be a wrestler. I wrestled as a kid, like, you know, real wrestling but i um uh, i signed up for wrestling in 89 first grade because i thought i was signing up for the wwf type shit like i thought it was that type of wrestling oh, I was like, you thought you were gonna come yeah. out with like a mohawk i was just picturing hulk hogan and andre the giant i'm like how this is how it happens you start, what was your character you here. <laughs> i didn't even have one once i showed up and i saw you had to wear a singlet and you had to wear headgear i'm like oh this ain't the same type of wrestling you know what i mean it was like high school wrestling type shit so i did that as a as a small kid but uh i was always into wrestling Wait, what was the question? Would you ever wrestle? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so growing up, I was like, 
I was a funny motherfucker, so my mom was like, yeah, he's going to end up being a pro wrestler or some shit. Because I was in the, I wrestled and I was like crazy and wild and always doing characters and voices. So it, it makes sense. Like I could do that shit, but uh, once I decided that maybe I will do be a wrestler, I was already like in my late thirties and I was, and I already got mad injuries from sports as a kid. So I'm like, you know what, dog? I'm going to be so banged up by the time I even pop off yeah. and get a good show. You could be the have... crippled wrestler. I will be 40 at that point, and I'll be, or I'm already beat up. I'll be double beat up, and I still have another decade to go of getting beat up. I'm like, it ain't it. I might be a manager, though. I was about to be. Ring of Honor was right over the bridge of where I'm from, Burlington, New Jersey. Bristol, PA is right across the river from us. And uh, Ring of Honor's training center was there. I was thinking about maybe being a manager or something, like Bobby the Brain Heenan or something. Mm. So you don't might, have to get I still might up. actually do that and uh, get into the wrestling shit. It's just my rap shit is popping again. So I, can, I ain't got time for the wrestling right now, but um, that's definitely a thing that may happen. I might get in the wrestling business. It's been a dream of mine since uh, the 80s, literally, since fucking the 80s, dead ass. Why'd you take the break? Um, I didn't want the rap game just beating me up. I was I was putting out fire shit and wasn't getting you know, I wasn't getting anything in return. You know? I wasn't getting no love, wasn't getting booked, you know, I wasn't doing crazy numbers. So it's like fuck. What the you know what I mean? My sound was a little bit ahead of its time. You know, now people are paying attention to it you see the rock marcy's getting love and the the griseldas and all, and all that shit you know that's kind of the lane i fall into and that shit wasn't getting no love you know what i'm saying luckily these guys broke the doors down and uh and these are the guys i just happened to meet so it's just it's all makes sense for me you know because honestly yeah. if i didn't just bump into them that day in miami i don't even know I don't know what the fuck would even be happening, but that's what happened and that's what happened. And you know, this is what we're in the middle of right now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. The, so the break was over and I was pondering, I was once, I was pondering like, do I come back in full poor? Like I did in 2010. Cause my whole buzz that I did get was from what I did from 2010 to 2012. After that, I was just coasting. And then I just took, took the break. But I was like, if I attack, like I did in 2010, um, you know, I mean, it's on again because I'm, I'm not going to ever be the hip hop is so in me and so you can't take it out of me. That's like I'm never going to lose my style. I'm never going to be a whack rapper. It's nothing like that is it's in my blood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, I'm never going to have whack beats. I'm just like, I, I know what to do. It's just, you know, making it worth my while. And, you know, it's starting to be worth my while. And again, starting to feel like 2010 again. So, you know, what I mean. Yeah. King, uh, when I was the king of South Jersey, which I'm back to being the king of South Jersey, and I run shit, and my my catalog is bananas, and there's not really many rappers alive that can even fuck with me right now. I'm like one of the top motherfuckers right now. Once you hear my new shit, and you really did like you have you like you of course evolved, but you did stick with your like. They were the same shit. Like, Slow yeah. flow, rap in pocket. You know what I mean? I rap fast sometimes, but cats will just t think I just do the slow flow shit. And, you know, it's all about the beat. I've been rapping on them grimy beats my whole career, so it's like I don't really try to overkill them. I kind of let the beats breathe and shit like that. And as a comedian, I that's why I also appreciate your music too. You know what I mean? Because it's like 
you I, that's what I love about rap is like when it's serious, but it's not taking itself too serious. Yeah, you know, take it too serious. You don't take There's it. There's a little bit of joking like, on my shit, but it's it not is like, serious. It is serious, and I am a real motherfucker. If anybody, but I'm also was a class clown too. Right, you that's what, what I mean. mean. That it's, I really it's, was the class clown, dead ass. But I was a class clown that could have fucked you up back in the day, dead ass. You know what I mean? And uh, that you hear it in the music. All them ad libs I do and shit. That's all me. That's no, that's no like engineer making a fake voice on me. That's me making that voice like just like that. You know what I'm saying? No, no fucking funny shit. No filters. Nothing. That's all. That's really me. You know what I mean? And all the funny shit. Like I always say, like I put a bullet in you. It's always something like you know, you stink tushy or your pigtail or you know, it's never like or your obliques or something. You know what I mean? I always put a spin on this shit, but. Yeah, you know, it's real and it's comedy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but and that's what I really appreciate appreciated about mm-hmm. it. You know, like all right, when you see like a really good comedian, like a like a Dave Chappelle, like he's not like joking. Like it's funny, but he's really just like talking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's what I really like about Reb. Like my dad's favorite movie growing up was Chappelle's Block Party. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yeah. The documentary where he put on like a rap and comedy festival, right. yeah, and it so was, like that was yeah, like most deaf perform. He had all them cats performing, like Talib Kweli, exactly. All, all, yeah. yeah, it was like a concert outside yeah. or some shit. Exactly, that shit. yeah, that was his favorite movie. So like, huh. and in that he's like, rappers and comedians have a very similar mindset. Your pops must be young. Nah, he just huh? was like. He took me to see Wu-Tang when I was 12. Oh, okay. And my mom took me to see Lil Wayne. Like, that's just kind of like... Damn. When people... I don't know. It's When I first started getting listeners, I think people were like, is he just doing this for clout? Like, because of all this? But it's like, I've been a fan. Like, this... That's what my parents played me when I was a child. My yeah. first memories were rap music. Like, mm. it's, But I'm a comedian. Like, that's my fucking... That's who I am, you know? Right. Like, I'm a goofy motherfucker. Like... At least and that's knowledge of self, you knowing like, okay, this is where I'm gonna this is where I'm gonna get my most motion at. Mm-hmm. And where, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like this is where I'm gonna fit in. You know what I mean? That's like me with rap. Like I would love to perform I could perform all types of shit, I'm sure I could, but that's just rap is just what I know. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I don't know how to play the fucking guitar. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how to play the drums. The universe picks things for you sometimes. It, it, for me it did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 100%. My life was picked this way. It's been rap my whole life, dude. Do you remember your first memory like of rap? Like, Yeah, it would just be like Run DMC on MTV in the 80s when they just started. That's DMC's, how they, I wanted, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. DMC's coming to Crate Diggers in July or August. Oh, dope. Yeah. But that's how they filtered him um, rap on you know cable television was the run DMC videos on MTV before like the Yo MTV raps and all that shit. Then they had their own, the rap television show Yo MTV raps. But before that, we'd be seeing like Run DMC and Beastie Boys on uh, on MTV in the eighties. <clears throat> I grew up in front of a television. My parents were starting a business and they were never around. And I was just in the living room in the eighties, watched glued to MTV. Yeah, yeah, from fucking like probably four years, nineteen eighty six to fucking till now, <laughs> till ten years ago or some shit, fifteen years ago. It's funny, like you know how like Tiger Woods' dad would like force him to like mm-hmm. play golf, yeah. and you want to be like, no, like golf picked him, and it definitely did in that way. Million percent, but like 
who you are as a kid really does then dictate who you are as an adult. Like, how can you be that nice at golf and not be like, okay, I'm going to be a golfer? Exactly. Like, me growing up, kids my age, we all wanted to be Michael Jordan basketball players. We all wanted to be in... I I used to think that I was going to be in the NBA, and I'm trash. And I still (laughs) thought I was going to be in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. nah, dog, you ain't not going to be in the NBA. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like you gotta know your shit. Me, I knew I could do some shit with rap just because what what I what I know about or just how I am. I just gotta be me. Yeah. All I gotta do is be myself. I was the pickiest hip hop head ever. I was, you know, what I mean, if you had whack beats, I ain't fuck with you. If you were a certain type of way, I ain't fuck with you. So me being so, such a picky picky fan makes me know that like I'm never gonna let my shit get too goofy or fun. You know what I mean? Where, yeah. Where I don't respect it because I have too much respect for hip hop, like rapping over your own vocals and sh- uh, not rapping over your own vocals, right? And shit. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Nah. No, like I, I was saying, I first saw you perform opening for Benny at Toad's place, and dope. like your performance was dope as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, like you really like. A lot of people don't care about the art of performing and i think maybe because i'm a stand-up i care more about performing Mm -hmm. you know like i honestly think that's probably the reason you know and i think it comes with repetition too that you get confident enough to perform it that well it's all repetition and getting Mm -hmm. comfortable and being able to not care like how big the crowd is or what's in the crowd that you know you're gonna get your shit off no matter what yeah it's all repetition it wasn't until you do a hundred you got to have a hundred clip under your belt before you can feel comfortable on stage. You need to do a hundred shows before and if you don't feel comfortable with that, it's not for you. You know what yeah. I mean? If you're not comfortable on stage, then it's not it's not gonna work, dog. Life is really about like even if you have to give the most fucks, but you have to act like you don't give a fuck. Like you can tell when someone's nervous. And the the whole thing about like life is like even if you're anxious, everyone deals with anxiety. You have to act like you're not nervous. You have to act like you're. Yeah. You have to just like I. I don't even mean it in like a sexist way, but you gotta like man up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to just like act like nothing's gonna bother you, yeah. even though everyone is bothered by and everything. You're probably, yeah, you're probably more nervous than you ever are. But that's what like everyone. Wild nervous before I perform, bro. Wild nervous. You know what I mean? But people mm-hmm. in the crowd have no idea. No. They have no idea. I don't nervous as fuck. But so is every like so is like I remember asking Benny and Benny like being like, Hell yeah, I'm fucking nervous. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. Conway will be in his room like reading his lyrics, like practicing. Like that shit's you have to act like you don't give a fuck. Yeah. But you have to care. You have to not actually give a fuck. Cause that's when people fall off. Yeah. No who's getting mad? Nervous Andy Milanakis. I remember some shit with like him, Riff Raff, and Dirt Nasty. Where they have shows like Dirt would hit me like, "Yo, pull up," and I remember him, him Simon always be like, "Yo, Andy's mad nervous right now, and Andy throws up or shit like that." Yeah, yeah, he gets mad nervous. How did you meet? How did that? How did that connection happen? YouTube, si- Simon, um, my my boy's girl, my boy's girl. uh my boy Seneca's girl Danielle hit me. She's like, Simon Rex is commenting under your your, your YouTube video. I'm just like, what? I'm like, okay, I don't even know what that means. Oh, no, she's might have said dirt nasty. I'm like, I don't even know who the fuck that is, or whatever. And then, um, 
And then I look it up. I'm like, oh, shit, that's fucking Simon. I look at it, and it's like Simon Rex. I'm like, oh, shit, what happened to this dude? And then he would, like, tweet my shit on uh, Twitter and hit me on Twitter. So when I, I, went, I flew to Cali, because I knew Riff Raff for, like, a year at the time, we did this song, Porsche Cayenne, but it, was, it wasn't out yet. And um, I hit him to shoot the video. So I flew out to Cali, and when I landed, I said, where's the weed at on Twitter? And uh, he tweeted me back, like, yo, I got you. And then he came to my hotel and scooped me up. We went golfing. Which I didn't even golf, but I was like, fuck, I'm going golfing, I guess. <laughs> That's not something you can just pick up on the fight. You can't yeah. be like a natural golfer your first try. Yeah. And then he had a D. He was like, yo, check out of your hotel and stay at my crib. And um, he's like, I'll let you know later. He's like, I'm, 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 he was breaking up with some, some chick was breaking up with him and he was like trying to save it. He was like, had a, a date that night. He's like, but so if it doesn't work out with my girl and she's not getting back, just, just move into my crib and check out of your hotel. Cause I was there for like a week or two. And so he ended up not saving the relationship with the chick and was like, yeah, you can just stay here now. Oh, <laughs> she's shit. not staying here no more. <laughs> and, uh, so I never, had, never ended up meeting that chick. And, uh, so boom, I like check out of my hotel to save money. Simon's very good with saving money and shit like that. And uh, we, I go into his crib, and then we start making our album, which is called Dead Nasty. It came out in 2013, and then we recorded the first song that night. And while we waited for our cab, this is before Ubers, we were waiting for our cab to pick us up to take us to the Riff Raff Diplo signing party. Which was crazy because I think we shot the Porsche Cayenne video that day. Damn. Me and Riff Raff. Yeah. And then I'm saying at Simon's, I didn't even know Simon was in a rap group with Riff Raff who I'm there shooting a video yeah, with. Yeah, Three Loco. Is that what yeah, it was? Yeah, it was when Three Loco yeah. just started. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, that all happened all at the same time. The Diplo signing part. Hey, when I went to Florida, LA, Riff was signed to Soldier Boy. By the second day, he was signed to Diplo and we were going to the Diplo signing party. And I'm we're picking up Andy Milanakis and I got to take a shit. I'm tapping side. I'm like, yo, you think it let me shit in his crib? He's like, yo, Andy don't even like if people burp, bro. I'm like, fuck. So now I got to go to a club with all these motherfuckers, riff sign-up party, and I got to take a shit bad as a motherfucker, bro. Oh, that shit was the yeah, worst. Did you? Did you get to take that shit? I had to. But yeah. it was, I probably didn't get one off like I needed, though. <laughs> it was one thing I don't, you think, I was dan I don't think I was dancing <laughs> too much, man. <laughs> you were, I don't think I you was were doing that. I need to shit two step yeah. in the club. Yeah. <laughs> that I was cooked. Yo, that's hilarious. Yeah. Damn, so you were sitting on that song for a year? Yeah. We were, yeah, I sat on that song for a year before we shot the video. Riff was still living in Maryland when uh, he didn't even go to LA yet. I can't. When, it's when we wild made that to me song. that you knew him first. I guess so. Maybe it was like the same time or something. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know yeah. exactly when it was. But you didn't know that they were like. Nah, you know, nah. That's wild. Nope. That was. I can't. Yeah, because that's you were like. Oh, I thought I just knew you from the Griselda shit. But like, I listened back then. I was checking your shit out because yeah. I always was like digging in music you know right. like if i liked a song i'd go and check out all the discography yeah, and that was, the, that, that was like, the beginning of the youtube era where if you saw something and you liked it you can go dig up on them exactly you know what I mean? yeah so you had to make sure you were diggable that's great does this like do you think taking a break like do you you talk about like the universe and giving like 
do you look back at your career and you're happy at how it has gone or yeah yeah but, and it's not over yet i don't i think the good moments haven't even happened the, the great moments haven't happened yet mm-hmm. but it was cool that i've seen a lot of shit i was i was part of a lot of shit from like you know the beginning of that beanie siegel song uh to uh the riff shit and the science shit was doing an album with simon and uh I was going on tour with cool keith and all the songs not to mention all the people i've worked with. i've worked with so many legends but you know the tours with cool keith and you know i'm just a kid from burlington new jersey really small town but that shit's unheard of you know what i mean i, I was watching a cool keith on young tv raps in 89 and 1990 Papa dr Large octagon was one of the crazy yeah, yeah, albums octagon, i had that album when it came out in 96 97 um so yeah dude so like looking back yeah but i'm glad it's not over yet and it's and it came back around because this it, it, i'm i'm a lot I have a lot more to offer. I should be a lot bigger than what has happened. And um, I'm glad that I'm giving it another shot. Yeah. And you are, you were talking about it. Like looking back, like you wish you didn't make those, like buy those shits. Cause you want to, but like, you know, now how to move proper and you yeah. needed that knowledge to come to you, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Moving proper. Hopefully I don't fuck this one up. What's your proudest moment looking back? Uh, proudest moment. Um, man, that's hard. I don't even, I guess just that I actually did it. I don't think I have a proud moment yet. Maybe being on a cool Keith album. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's mad official. I was, uh... I don't know. There's lots of shit that people think. like. I was on a Dirt Nasty album. I was on Riff Raff's first album, Hologram Panda. Shit, like I mean, that's all. But I don't really have one, dog. Cause you know what I mean. I ain't really accomplished too much. You know what I mean. But I got got it going. You know what I'm saying. But you have accomplished a lot. Like I you guess. gotta think, people. All right, you were talking about how like no one from your small town mm-hmm. has done that. Well, then think about all the small towns in America. Yeah, and then think about the people we were talking about who we were roasting, but people who live on in the middle of America where yeah, there's nothing. Right. So the and they co- might have those dreams, right. but they don't have the opportunities to get to those yeah. dreams. So you know? but my right answer is there's not a, a, a one thing. It's just that I had the balls to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My biggest accomplishment was having the balls to do this shit, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, shit, shit took a lot. A did lot of you, risks. Did were you born with the balls or were you like a scared kid? Like, nah, you had to, I was never. I was born with the balls. Yeah, yeah. I was always outside, outgoing. Thirty pound popular. dick, sixty pound balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. I mean, to to rap and sh- to rap and shit. I probably had to build that that up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not too much, but once I decided, like I decided, and then there was no practice. I went in like that Beanie Siegel John that became the Jay Z disc. I that was I think the first song I ever recorded. It just went right in. You know what I mean? And then yeah. that's the only John that didn't make my first mixtape. All my first things I ever rapped on are 
out. Uh, there's a video for my first verse. Yeah, you know I mean, on mm-hmm. YouTube video for for all my first. There was no practice involved, so I was like, yeah, I was born like that. I was just born like that. There was no practice. I was born hip hop. What made you not? Uh, do you stop smoking blunts? Because that's something. Because uh, I, I only smoke papers too, yeah. and I feel like I'm like a vegan. You know, yeah. I'm like. What made me stop smoking blunts, honestly, was going to Cali so much and being up in Simon Rex's crib up in the Hollywood Hills and not wanting to go all the way down the hill to the fucking gas station and all the way back up. That's just a motherfucker in the Hollywood. And plus, it's so dope up there. And it's like, you don't even want to leave the crib. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Simon's crib was like a treehouse, dog. So you never wanted to leave. So he would be sponsored by all these different rolling paper companies. So there'd be like a thousand rolling papers at the crib. So I'm like, all right, do I go buy, drive far as fuck to go get a pack of papers out of the Hollywood Hills or just stay in the Hollywood Hills and smoke papers? Yeah. So me being there so many times and for so long at times smoking all of Simon's papers, that's by the time I went, came back to Jersey, I was like, okay, I don't even want to smoke a blunt anymore. Plus you wanted to keep the Cali vibe going because it sucks so bad around here that like, you would still feel like you're still in Cali a little bit. The paper, <laughs> the paper was like helping me with that. Helping me cope with, cope with being it's back like in the cold hood. as fuck, and yeah. you're just smoking <laughs> outside. Like I got some connection to Cali still. Like I still got the rolling paper. <laughs> yeah, you're in. It's like snowing, and you're in fucking yeah. like uh, like swim trunks, smoking and like, outside. You know, my childhood friends from like high school's house is still like standing in front of their house. Like I can't. I just went. For, I was in the Hollywood Hills two days ago. And now I'm fucking. You know what I mean? Standing out in front of somebody's house in Jersey. That's the worst part about living in Fitchburg, Massachusetts. I love it because I'm I'm an hour to Boston, hour to Providence, 30 to Worcester, 3 to New York City. Like, it's a good, like, it's, I like the woods. Like, I can fucking ride my bike. I can fucking, I can just chill and smoke in the woods. Like, I like that. But I go to these great cities like I'm driving five hours home after this podcast. Like I go, I love Philly, and I have to go to like this shitty little like Mill City. You know what I mean? Like I get this like dopamine high of all these great cities. And yeah, I just go back F- to like, Philly. Uh, you gotta love the food here. Philly is bomb. Amazing. I just had a Philly cheesesteak from Angelo's. Mm-hmm. That shit was Fire. amazing. Yeah. No, you gotta hit Chubby's. Chubbies, Chubbies is crazy, bro. Oh my best god! Best food in Philly. Their cheesesteak, I think it might be number one now, bro. Dad John is nuts. I had it like a week ago. I was like, "Where is this from?" Chubbies. Yep. Where did John come from? Everyone says that here. It's John? like I say, "Wicked." I John? can't. My accent, I can't even say it. You know, I say wicked though. John, that motherfucker's been my. That's been 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 said my entire life, and we we said that where I'm from in Burlington, New Jersey. We've said it. We didn't even know it was a Philly thing because we say it in our part of Jersey, but it's really the Philly part of Jersey, so that's why. But uh, John's been uh, somebody. I think Schooly um, Schooly D was saying that shit in the '80s in his rap songs. You know, what that's I mean? where so it came it's from. always been. I don't know where it came from because I've been hearing it my whole life, but that's been a Philly slang for, you know, since at least the mid 80s, but it was probably before that. But, you know, like all them 80s rappers used to say it. Shout out my friend DJ Lucas, but I met his grandfather the other day. He's like 94, 95. 
and he remembered hearing it's that's cool for the first time. Damn. Like he remembered the invention of the term cool. Damn. <laughs> like he literally just one day I was like that's cool and he's like I've never heard that before that's cool. isn't that shit crazy yeah <laughs> he's cool like sayings you never know where they come from like where did why is wicked a thing in Massachusetts cool. I guess it comes from like being cold but then like the dude that's but being too cold not too cold is like you're, you're just cool and that's like a good way to be yeah it's like you're not you're not a bitch but like you're not you're not like too mean to people he's cool he's not cold he's cool yeah you know I mean? that like, is he's cool he's cool you know what i mean he's cool he's but he's, he's not a slouch though he's cool you know what i mean yeah I don't know. Imagine being the person who invented saying that. You're a legend. We don't know your name, but you're a legend. Shout out to you. Yeah, man. The person who invented that. Cool. A lot of people call me that word, bro. <laughs> Where did that come from? Where did that come from? Yeah. I just did it on um look up this video. It's called I Used to. It was one of my old freestyles, like one of my first videos I ever dropped. And I just did it. I was like talking shit down. I was just like, and I was like, there it is. I was like, should I delete that? Like, nah, keep that, keep that. And then I just did it in every single song after that. And it stuck with it. That shit's fine. Yeah, that's my shit. Ad libs are really important. Yeah, I think I'm the king. I might be the king of them right now. Yeah, you got some fire ones. I think I'm top dog right now with the ad libs. What are you gonna do after the uh, BS the the tape with all the BSF people? Keep pumping shit out. Keep pumping. I'm already the next. I'm already on third three songs in on my next album right now. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm I'm going crazy, bro. Damn. I'm doing mad shows. Keep this shit rocking and rolling. What do you have coming up for shows? Um, uh, July 15th, Washington, D.C., opening for Rome Streets. Um, July 7th, the week before that, uh, Los Angeles, California, at Catch One, Underground Hip Hop Blog. I'm going there with Rick Hyde. I got a set. Rick Hyde got a set. I think Rick Hyde's headlining. Um, what else do I got? I got... Um, that's all I got that's 100% right now, but there's other drones in the works that I'll probably be announcing in a week or two. I Word. just don't want to say it now, and then, and then it don't go through. And you don't have a release date for your project? No, no, I'm just doing finishing up the artwork right now. Just the back covers getting finished up. And what's the name of it? Jewelry store shootouts. Jewelry store shootouts. I can't wait for that to drop. Yeah, it's a good one. I can't wait for that to drop. I can't wait. You'll know by track by track one. You already know it's gonna be a classic. Like and go, people, all my old albums, bro, because they're all timeless. For real, just right now and still the same. You do have hella projects out. Yeah. Chicken and Cake was my first album that came out in 2012 on iTunes. Chicken and Cake. Um, then it was Dead Nasty, which is my album fully produced by Dirt Nasty, who was Simon Rex, the actor. Then after that was a Whimsical, which was a prelude to my album Black Tanita. So I dropped two albums that year. The main one was Black Tanita. Then Husky Marinara. 
And there's also a compilation, Best of Bars Married Too. So there's six albums right there. But I don't count the compilation album of all the hits. I do just do uh so I look at this album as my sixth. And I had a three mixtapes too in the streets that were that were an album form. But I just called a mixtape because there would be like a few industry beats on there, but mostly all originals, but I don't count them as albums. So really I'd be we have like nine or ten albums, but We'll just stick with six. How did you get Gilly to host your first mixtape? I I don't mean to, I'm sorry I blasted past that earlier. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It's all good. Um, I had a show that night and Philly Beanie Siegel came. We walked over to my studio. Beanie Siegel hopped on that song Lifestyle that night with French Montana. If you guys never heard that, I got a song called Lifestyle, French and Beans from way back in the day. It was that night, and then Gilly walked into the room. I had a studio at the time at the 444 building, 444 North 3rd Street, and then Gilly walked into the room, and then I uh, I just asked him. I was like, my tape was getting was getting finished like that at that perfect timing and i just asked him i asked him to host it for me and uh yeah he didn't charge me or anything he, he did it the next day that's legendary yeah and he went in too he went in for me like he really represented and uh that's that's another reason why the album's a classic that's dope it's crazy. yeah you gotta you gotta peep it yeah i've i have I'm listened sure to a lot of your projects somewhere but I on the internet. yeah but i haven't listened to that one that's, dope that's the original. That's those are all my first raps. You don't even know where it is. I'm. Uh, it's probably on that piff. I just don't know if they have like the song scrambled in the wrong order or something like oh, that. Okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that one's Gucci. I think my second mixtape, Go Lay Down. I think that's the one that's on that piff, but that the songs aren't in the right order, and it doesn't make sense that way because it's all supposed to be sequenced with the interludes and all that shit, and it's all fucked up. But I gotta find a way to put Go Lay Down. On correctly up there because that joint that's just as crazy as the one with Gilly. The one with Gilly is called That's Why They Don't Like Me. And my second tape was called Go Lay Down. And then my album dropped Chicken and Cake. But uh, Go Lay Down is ridiculously wavy. Waviest mixtapes ever, bro. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, Go Lay Down is ridiculous. I got to find a way to get that shit out. Put it on streaming or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's on that piff now, but it's like hard to find, and it's scrambled. They got the songs in the wrong order, but whatever. You still be able to play some shit though. Where can people find you? Bars Murray, all one word at B A R S M U R R E on all platforms: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stupid shit. Thank you for doing this. I'm really happy we finally got yeah, this to man. happen. This was dope as fuck. Yeah, fun. jewelry store shoes. Come. Shout out to Sam Buck. You know what I mean? Pulling up. Yeah, pulling up in Philly. I'm happy we got to do it here. Hell yeah. But anyway, uh, thank you. You can see me headline Nick's Comedy Stop in Boston, September 1st and 2nd. And, uh, oh, go stream Drumworks compilation mixtape, uh, Hidden Drums. I'm talking on, like, four tracks on that Dope. shit. Dope. That's sick. Shout out to Drumwork. Peace out, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah